Hello, and welcome to Mustangs in the Field, a podcast designed to help current Milwaukee students see a path towards a potential career. Through conversations of personal identity, resilience, and acknowledging the ever-changing world of careers with past Milwaukee graduates, we hope to inspire our students to see school as an important step in helping them achieve their future goals. I am your host, Roberta Aguilar, a proud school counselor at Milwaukee High School and the Milwaukee Academy of Arts in wonderful Milwaukee, Oregon. And I look forward to sharing more about our wonderful guests and their stories. Before we begin our upcoming conversation, I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, the Mustang Born Alumni Scholarship Foundation, who worked tirelessly year after year to provide annual scholarships to several deserving Mustang graduates. To assist or donate to the Mustang Born Alumni Scholarship and help our Milwaukee graduates, you can check out their website at www.mustangbornfund.com or email them at mustangbornfund at gmail.com. Also, please enjoy the background and transitional music uh, provided to us by Mustang graduate from the class of 2003 and a recent guest known as Ep, lowercase e, double capital P, um, I appreciate him giving me permission to use this music, and so therefore, please go out and check it out and download it and share it with your friends widely. Again, lowercase e, double capital P. And let's help out a fellow Mustang graduate do his thing. All right, thank you so much for being here once again. Please enjoy the upcoming guest. On a downstrut, only way to think is evolve into the man right here. With the wrong idea, still working at the kinks before I'm up with the dark. Reality harsh, I'm blindfolded. Look at life like where the time going. Welcome to Mustangs in the Field. Today's guest is Chansey, class of 2009. How are you doing today, Chansey? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Um, I'm awesome. So I'm always excited to speak with Mustangs and, you know, you're, I feel like I remember you back in the day and, and around the school and maybe in my office. And so I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was definitely around. <laughs> so I'm definitely happy to see you. Um, and thank you for being part of this um, career exploration and personal identity podcast that we're doing. And the goal is to help students and folks just see in general that, you know, all the different paths they can have towards their career. Um, so here are starting with our questions um who are you how do you identify yourself um and share a little bit about how you might have identified yourself when you were young in high school um well yeah like I said my name's Chansey and I identify as a um a woman <laughs> my pronouns are she her um and ooh, high school high school was um kind of, looking back on it, it is kind of like a blur for me now, just because it does feel like it was so long ago. Um, I guess people probably describe me as like a popular student. Um, although for me personally, looking back, I was just trying to like fit in, you know, I was pretty active in a lot of different things. I was in the Milwaukee Academy of the Arts. So I kind of had the, um, the ma attachment to me as well, because we were pretty new starting out the freshman year nobody knew what ma was. Um, and then I, you know, did theater and I did dance team. I did cheerleading. I did volleyball, um, I did student government. So I kind of just tried to throw myself into everything that I could. And so I was everywhere. And so people probably saw me a lot and were like, oh, she's popular. But internally, it was just like, I'm just trying to figure out who I am and, you know, make friends, <laughs> get through uh, it. 
Yeah. I, I can't remember all those things. I, I did think dance team for some reason. I don't remember what you ended up doing at the end, but I do know you. I think my you senior involved. year, I just dropped everything and just did student government. Cause I finally, it was just kind of like, I don't know. I was just, I was so involved and I just kind of maybe burnt myself out at the end was like starting to think about college and the pressures of that kind of started to weigh in. And yeah, it was, uh, it's a long four years. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for sharing. Um, so, you know, after now knowing who you were and that you had that college in your mind, because um, I think I remember us having conversations about University of Oregon. I know mm-hmm. maybe we'll talk about that in a second. But um, what is your, you know, what's your pr- current profession right now? And, you know, how did you get there? Oh, boy. Yeah. So I'm a flight attendant. And um my journey to being a flight attendant kind of obviously took a while. I graduated probably about 11 years ago from Milwaukee. So um, my mom is actually has been a flight attendant for like 25 plus years. Uh, It was always something that I kind of looked at as a something that I would be interested in doing. She kind of put it in my head. She's like, wouldn't that be so fun to fly together? We could basically like go on all these vacations, like mother, daughter, like vacations and work together. My mom always liked to kind of live in vacation mode, I think, um, kind of inspired me to, to look into it. Um, so yeah, I interviewed probably like seven or eight years ago and didn't get it the first time that I interviewed. They knew that my mom was a flight attendant and I actually knew quite a few of the flight attendants that were there kind of doing the interview process. Um, small community kind of, you know, people know each other there and they're like, we, think that if you really want this position, come back again in six months when you're eligible to interview again, and um, you'll get the job. And granted, I was like, I just turned 21. I was like living on my own in downtown Portland. I was uh, doing community college at Clackamas Community and finished up my, I think it's considered like a transfer degree now. And so I was like trying to figure out what I wanted to do if I wanted to transfer to university. And um I was like, well, might as well just interview and see. And then I didn't get it. And I'm really glad that I did it. And it's really funny about how life works out that way. You know, a lot of people would end up getting kind of discouraged and being like, oh yeah, you know, I didn't get it. It's not for me or, or I'm going to go right back in six months. You know, I didn't, I didn't know what I was, what the path I was going to take. I ended up moving to Hawaii with my brother and like three of my really good friends and lived on like a organic lettuce farm on Maui and fell in love with nature and just kind of, you know, found myself, I guess, as cliche as that sounds, but I became really passionate about, you know, trying to live life sustainably and do my part in some way. Didn't know how to do that. Didn't know how I wanted to do that. And after I moved back to the mainland, um, I decided I wanted to finish my degree at University of Oregon, which was the plan all along, you know, after high school, all my friends ended up going to University of Oregon and I kind of chickened out at the end because I didn't want to do what everybody was doing just because everybody else is doing it. And um, I'm really glad that I ended up, you know, choosing the path that I did. I gained so much more life experience. By the time I finished my degree at University of Oregon um, with a degree in environmental science, um, I still didn't really know what I wanted to do. You know, it was the the administration at the time when I graduated wasn't super like gung ho about the environment or, you know, climate change. So I was feeling like disconnected from politics and that, you know, realm of life in general. And I was like, well, 
what's the next, what's my next favorite thing that I want to do? And just so happened that the airline that I wanted to work for opened up again and was like, we're doing like a really big hiring and went in, interviewed, got the job started like a month later. I mean, it all happened so quickly. I was like, wow, it's like came completely full circle, not how it would have expected it to either. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty great. I actually, it's funny. I went to University of Oregon because it's not what everybody did where I grew up, where I grew up. <laughs> you didn't go, you didn't really go to college and you definitely didn't go to University of Oregon because I'm from the country and, you know, Eugene is just too city. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's pretty amazing that you didn't. So I think you said two times you tried and interviewed and you didn't get that. And still, it was still a passion in there for you, right? Yeah. So I, the first time that I interviewed, I feel like they kind of, they made the decision for me that I wasn't ready. You know, they're like, you just turned 21. We know that your mom's a flight attendant. If you really want this, you can come back and do it. And, you know, it'll probably, you know, the job will probably be around for you. And then they didn't hire for like years after that. And that's when my, you know, the whole rest of my life unfolded for me. And then once I kind of finished that chapter in my life of going out and kind of being on my own and living on my own and um, learning and going to school and having, you know, the sorts of experiences that college students experience, uh, came back and was like, okay, now I'm ready to, you know, have this really intense job that actually requires a lot of self-discipline and, you know, things that I was not ready for at 21, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. We mature at different times and it's a serious job. There's a lot of responsibilities, as you said. Mm -hmm. um, I'm wondering, you know, in my mind, I always wonder about influential figures. And you talked about your mother being there. But I'm also wondering, you know, and I guess I have a slant here. I'm wondering <laughs> whether there are times when folks were like, you know, why do you want to do that? And is this the right thing? I, I think it's pretty cool that they say, you know what, you're not ready. You're, you know, you're, mm -hmm. but, you know, I think there's a lot of, you know, I, and they were looking out for your best interest. But I wonder if there's folks who were trying to push you one way or the other because, oh, you have this college degree and you should be doing this or, you know, flight attendant is, is that. And so I'm wondering, mm -hmm. did you feel any of that oh, pressure yeah. and who were the folks that help you navigate, um, besides your mom, help you navigate that, those times? You know, I do, when I started flying, it was like, I'd get that question a lot from people that I wasn't necessarily really close with people like, Oh, wow, you're a flight attendant. How fun. Like, you know, how long are you going to do that for? And I got that question so often that it kind of was like, oh, maybe I should be using my degree. You know, maybe I do need to like revisit, you know, the environment and what I can do. And it's like, I questioned myself so much that I was like, okay, I'm only going to do this for a couple of years and then I'm going to quit. And, you know, I'm just going to get the travel bug out and then, you know, my next chapter will start. And then the pandemic happened and I didn't fly for like 10 months. I didn't do anything for 10 months. I don't, you know, none of us really did. And so I didn't realize how much I loved my job and how much I missed it until I got back out, you know, I got on LinkedIn and like got those recommendations from people and started looking into interviewing, had a couple of interviews with, you know, like science-y type jobs that, you know, my degree was eligible or made me eligible for. And it wasn't until then that I was about to start a job working in a lab as like an administrative assistant, you know, it's like, that's not what I wanted to do. Like I've been out flying around, like being a busybody. like how was I going to sit at a desk, you know, seven until five o'clock at night, Monday through Friday with only weekends off. I was like, Oh, 
I, <laughs> I needed that break. I needed, I needed like to not hear people constantly coming at me being like, you should be doing more. And it's like, no, like I just needed to kind of have that break to realize that I'm actually doing exactly what I have always wanted to do. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. This kind of touches a topic that's always in the back of my mind when I'm doing these interviews. And it's like everybody's form or version of success is different. And what's mm-hmm. right for you is right for you. And success is always, you know, changing right now. This is what you need to be successful. It appears. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe in, in the future it will change and it's okay if you need to change it. So I like mm-hmm. that you're, you're sharing that and, you know, and your maturity, you know, not being 21. Now you're like reflecting on that. And I think that's pretty great. And I think that's hopefully our young, young students can think about that too. It's like, you know what, there's different versions of success and it doesn't have to be one certain way. Um, Absolutely. And there's more than one way to get there. You know, I, I took uh, many different routes to get to where I'm at. You know, I went to three different community colleges. I moved around so much. I was, you know, really trying to find who I was outside of high school because um, I don't think you knew this, but I ended up, I went to three middle schools. So coming into Milwaukee High School, was really intimidating. A lot of those kids have, you know, it's a community. So they have, their parents went to high school together and like everybody knows each other. And so that's kind of what I was referencing about earlier is like, I was just really trying to figure out where I fit in, in this community that's already pretty well established. I don't know how it is now. I know that Milwaukee's definitely had, you know, a lot of um, growth in the last 10 years or so, which, you know, is great, but, um, yeah, it was, it was hard. It was hard coming into that. So I think that, you know, that's something to always keep in mind is like, you're always going to be trying to blend in, like blend in a little bit. And you just like, sometimes you, those lines get so blended that it just becomes fuzzy. And I got, I got pretty fuzzy there. I didn't know. I don't know who I was. I had to completely remove myself from almost everybody from the community to really understand who I was because everybody had already kind of decided who I was without me even realizing it. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I can definitely picture a lot of folks in, in their times in high school and current high schoolers thinking about that too. Mm-hmm. So finding that space and uh, it was probably tough also when you were thinking back when you're a senior and you decided I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. I'm just doing this. This thing is me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I wonder there must've been some, some outside pressure from that too. Like, Oh, you're, I don't know. I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, so it was crazy outside. to watch, you know, like the people that were around you that it kind of, you know, a lot of people dropped off. Once you stopped following the herd, you, you really saw what, where the herd was going and not like anything's really wrong with that. Everybody had, and they still do have like a really strong sense of community and it's really great for them. I just, I didn't realize how much it wasn't meant for me until I was, you know, somewhere else doing yeah. my own thing. <laughs> no, that's, again, thanks for sharing. That's so much in- great, interesting information that I think students can learn from. Um, so I'm going to transition to some more Milwaukee-ish type things. <laughs> All right. So yeah. I'm thinking, you know, what's a lesson that you learned in the halls or, you know, outside the building of Milwaukee that helps you prepare for the work that you do? Ooh, 
the work that I do? Um, I come into contact with so many different people on the jump seat. You know, that's where I tend to sit on the airplane. We have a huge age range of people. So we've got, you know, people that are my age and younger all the way up until they're like 60s or so. And you really have to jump right in with people. You know, it's a, it's a safety position. You probably have never met these other flight attendants before. And immediately you're with them for anywhere from a day to four days. And you have to just be like a, a unit. And um, Milwaukee was always like a unit. We weren't always like the best at everything, but we were always really supportive. And we had like a great camaraderie towards each other, like for, you know, like sports or, you know, our student government or, you know, even our like our academics and stuff, like going through what we thought was Hell Week, which we <laughs> later learned was nowhere near what real Hell Week was. You know, we were, we were definitely there for each other. And it was like, you know, that is something that I take away is the, the community aspect of, you know, everybody in your life that you come into contact with, like you do try to treat everybody with like respect and like understand where people are coming from. And, you know, I was, I learned that a lot. Yeah. You know, like messing born, messing bread. Like, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Community, but with respect, like you're saying. Exactly. Learning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's cool. The jump seat. That's what it's called, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's where we sit. <laughs> All right. I, you know, I think a lot about, um, they're so helpful. Y'all are so helpful. And, and I can think of folks getting like anxiety, you know, by being on the plane and you're like the caretaker for so many folks while you're on that one flight. And so mm -hmm. I, even beyond the service job, you're like semi-therapeutical. You're definitely there helping folks, you know, get through you know, mm -hmm. this experience. So that's, I, I don't know. It's, I think that's underlooked or underappreciated. Yeah, the job does it. It gets pretty emotional at times because especially during the pandemic, people weren't really traveling or they, you know, weren't supposed to be traveling for anything that was like pleasure related. It was, you know, people were traveling for pretty solemn reasons. And I definitely saw a lot of and met and heard a lot of stories of people that were traveling to say goodbye to friends that they've had for 30 years that were like, suffering from cancers or, you know, like saying goodbye to family members, things like that. And, you know, it's, it's, it, it was pretty tough. It was pretty tough to, to see that. And like, you're shuttling these people back and forth and they're usually traveling by themselves. And so you're the only interaction that they've probably even had outside of like their own family for a really long time. And it, you know, we don't take that lightly at all. It's very sombering. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank but it's you. not always like that. It's not always like that. Right. <laughs> but but yeah. still, everybody still needs your needs. Yeah. Assistance yeah. You have to. Yeah, exactly. You have to be aware of, of people's situations and stuff. And, you know, everybody's traveling for a reason. Yeah. And, yeah. All right. What is a piece of advice that you would tell your younger self? Mm. Oh, hindsight's always 2020, isn't it? Um, but, you know, this is kind of cliche, but I really try to live my life with no regrets. You know, there's so many things that I look back on my life and I'm like, wow, like if I had done anything differently, I wouldn't be where I am today. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm, there's probably a million things I would want to tell myself that, you know, looking back, but really ultimately you just have to live in the moment and be as present as possible. Um, maybe that's what I would say to myself. Stop yeah. worrying about everything else. You know, the future will come. <laughs> yeah. It's good advice. It's true. The future will come. Mm -hmm. All right. So 
Okay, a little bit about like what do you what's on your horizon? What's your next thing or some cool trips that you might have or because we were talking beforehand like that's one part of the fun is getting to travel and be in mm-hmm. these different locations. So anything oh, yeah. on your horizon there? <laughs> um. Well, I was. I have a fam. I have some family that like live abroad. So as soon as things open up, I definitely want to be traveling. Um. You know, over to Europe and stuff. Um. Lots of lots of traveling that I'm interested in doing. Sorry, did that cut out? My sorry. Oh. Um. But for me personally, I think that coming back circling back to that question of like am I going to be a flight attendant forever part of the perks of having this job is the flexibility you can kind of create your own schedule and you can take off time if you need to to kind of explore other endeavors and um, you know the environment is something that I am still pretty passionate about I just need to find a way to like engage in my community and so I am still planning on doing something in the future where I'm able to like volunteer my time, you know, I just have to find the right outlets for doing that. Things have just been so hectic and crazy for the last year or so, but I definitely, that, 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 that is my next passion project probably is just finding, finding more ways to connect with the community and, and help because Portland's not looking like it's in great shape right now. <laughs> Need some help. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And I love that, you know, it's never, it's never too late. You can still no. do those things and you have, and, yeah. and that career allows for that flexibility. So that's cool that you help us see that, you know, mm-hmm. um, and no regrets. I like going back. It just jumped in my mind. <laughs> I was like, one of the interesting stories that we share is you in the community college route. I remember one time that you, you somehow we connected, but it was because my wife was also mm. a, a, a college advisor at CCC and somehow yeah. you know, that connection. And I, yeah, I remember that moment. <laughs> yeah. And I think from then on, you went to Oregon, which, you know, I'm a duck. So I was like, yes, I love it. Yes. Go ducks. <laughs> go oh my ducks. gosh. I don't know how many times I could yell that it never gets old. <laughs> True. Um, <laughs> all right. So now we're going to do this rodeo section. Okay. So this is right. five you know, kind of quick response, but if you need more time, it's, it's okay. It's not, it's not mandatory. That's so it's not a one, one word as answer. Okay. Um, all right. So what was your favorite spot while you were in high school? Ooh, my favorite spot in high school, Probably the gym. I really liked being in the gym. That's where like all our assemblies were. So I performed, you know, for dance, cheerleading, red volleyball. Um, just good energy there. Had fun. Every, anything that was happening in the gym was a good time. <laughs> All right, I like it. Can't wait to get into that gym. It's, it's got. I know. <laughs> I bet. I hear the gym looks really nice these days. You guys got an upgrade. That's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is your personal motto? Ooh. Oh gosh, so many. Um, probably. I don't know. I, I'm so cliche things. It's like. Everyone always says that everything happens for a reason, but I really like to like spin that around a little bit and just feel like things happen and there's reasons behind them. You know, it's like, it's like it's, if when you say like everything happens for a reason, I feel like you're not really taking responsibility or accountability kind of for the things that are happening in your life. So I like to take responsibility and take accountability for myself. So uh, things happen and there are reasons for it. Yeah. And I love that taking, cause it's like a empowering. I'm going to make something. Yeah. This. yeah. Yeah. And then you have the power to change it. <laughs> yeah. All right. What are you grateful for? Oh, the sun is shining right now. I'm pretty grateful about that. Um, 
I'm really grateful for living back in Portland. I moved around quite a bit after um, high school, lived in like San Francisco, Seattle, Maui, Eugene, and my family's here. And I'm just so grateful that I have been able to be around my family more and reconnect with some really good friends. Yeah. Good support system right now. And that's important. It's important to have a great support system. Exactly. All right. What is your favorite form of self-care? Oh, I am all about self-care. I'm always doing self-care. Um, <laughs> I love give us 10. <laughs> oh man, 10. Okay. So on my layovers, especially like if I have a long layover, I'll bring like my whole like self-care <laughs> regimen with me, like the bubble baths, you know, like the hair mask, the face mask, like do my nails. Like I take that time where it's like, what else am I going to do in a hotel except for just like pamper myself? So that's probably one of my favorite ones. Um, I love taking trips with my friends. I'm leaving on Thursday for um, a elopement wedding for some of my friends, always making time for my friends. And then, yeah, yoga, working out, trying to eat clean, you know, just taking care of me. That self-care, I'm about it. <laughs> that's great. You need to take care of yourself so that you can do what you need to do for yourself and others too. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely get I drink my body and energy gets drained a lot with my job. So if I'm not taking care of myself, I'm not showing up and being present on the plane. That's just not fun for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one. Onward mm. victorious or Mustang born. Mustang born. Come on. I don't think. Yeah. I, Onward victorious shot on the Milwaukee high. I think that's the, those are the only words I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 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 Mustang born, Mustang bred. Gonna be a Mustang till I'm dead. Yep. Yeah. That's right. And that's cool because I didn't know that you had been into three different middle schools, you were saying. And so coming to mm -hmm. Milwaukee, that can be intimidating. Okay. Last funny story, actually, um, which is kind of like why I like that chant so much is because I was, I was born in Oregon and then moved to LA and lived in LA till I was 12 moved back to Portland, lived in Southwest, and my parents got divorced, and my mom moved to Milwaukee. And so I looked at my birth certificate, and I actually was like living in Milwaukee before I even left. So if like nothing had ever happened, I still would have like been in Milwaukee, which just blows my mind. It's like I, <laughs> I ended up exactly where I was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, you were literally Mustang born. That's cool. Exactly. I was I just I didn't even realize that I learned this like three months ago. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, Chansey, thank you so much for being my guest and helping us learn about being a flight attendant and sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Yeah, I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, anytime. Thank you. You're welcome. Muchísimas gracias por escuchar this episode of Mustangs in the Field. Featuring Chansey, class of 2009. That young lady is a wonderful young lady. I appreciate her telling her story and being vulnerable because there are a lot of instances where folks do ask you, why are you a flight attendant or why are you this job? Because they perceive it as not a worthy career. And I would like to share that, you know, everything that brings you happiness and helps you provide the life for yourself that you desire is worthy and so don't let anyone define success for you also um you know i hope you enjoyed the music background music provided by our former guest ep lowercase e double capital p 
Um, please download appropriately and share with all the folks you know so that we can help and support our fellow Mustang. And last, I hope you'll join me next time when I interview um, Ben Vermillion, pharmacist, graduate from the class of 2007, as we uh, will explore pharmacy and actually the multifaceted careers that are available in the healthcare system and the hospital setting. And thank you so much for being here. Please enjoy the background music provided by our graduate and former guest, Ep, lowercase e, double capital P. And be healthy and well, and go Mustang. Faking no need, hit the last shot, follow to a nap, tell me how shall I proceed? Y'all stem no green, cut the rug loose, tell me work it out. Back rules, been in both knees. I'm faking no need, hit the last shot, follow to a nap, tell me how shall I proceed? Y'all stem no green, cut the rug loose, tell me work it out.